You're listening to Women Making Waves. Businesswoman and music promoter Helen Meisner came into the studio to talk to Women Making Waves about her career. I'm proud of the artists that have come through the label. Um, I'm just a conduit, really. Oh, I never know where it's going, really. Um, I'm definitely one to take opportunities. I think when someone's secure in a relationship, there's no need to get defensive. I mean, I lost £20,000 on my first festival, but I don't fear anything, actually. Helen Meisner, you won Hertfordshire Businesswoman of the Year Award in 1991. <laughs> what was that for? I had been a recruitment consultant in my early 20s and um, in, an, in order to try and help the profession be more accepted, there was an exam called the Certificate in Recruitment Practice. I was quite intrigued by this exam. It, it covered lots of subjects that were very interesting to do with law as well as recruitment and practice. I got top marks in the country. This then meant that the Institute um, used me as their poster girl for the exam. And then I got asked if I could help train people's staff. I found a niche by mistake. <laughs> um, luckily, the Training Enterprise Council in Hertfordshire decided to start the awards that year. I think they were a bit low on female entries. And uh... Oh, don't put yourself down, Helen. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, yeah, so I was... Um, a great, uh, great propelling action for me. You have founded the Folk Stock Festival and it's a number of things. It's a foundation and it's a festival and a record label. You're proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm proud of the artists that have come through the label. Um, I'm just a conduit, really. Very I modest. I ha- no, I'm not. I haven't got uh, the musical talent I, I thought I had. Um, years and years ago, I, I re- sang on a, a recording and the record label rang up and uh, it was my husband at the time who had organised for me to sing on this recording and the label rang up and said, is Steve there? No, sorry, can I help? Is that Helen? Yes. Did you sing on the recording? Yes. <laughs> he said, tell your husband to get someone else and put the phone down. It probably saved me wasting an awful lot of time, <laughs> to be fair. I now put my energy into helping other people. Well, we all need knocks in our lives, and maybe sometimes that gives us the push to do something even more positive, doesn't it? It was years and years later that I started the yeah. other thing, but it took me a while to recover. Tell us a little bit about the Folk Stock Festival. You started off in 2013 with that? Yes, yeah, so what happened was, um, in 2010, I had breast cancer, and I finished my treatment in 2011, and you know, the chemo and the radio and the operations, and there's a sort of um, coming out of treatment party. My daughter and her band put on a little gig for us and one of the songs they sang I hadn't heard before I said oh where's that song from I said we wrote it this afternoon I thought well they, they're really good if they've got any more songs I'll help promote them so I started doing that and that is really how I got back into music you know a few years later from my experience in the early or the late 90s probably it was my my rejection so the band that Lauren was in was called The Folk and they were doing folkish covers and then their own originals I had great fun trying to get them radio play and interviews and stuff and I found that it really suited me I could do it when I wanted I was learning how to do Facebook and Twitter at the time and but that's interesting because you're learning aren't you on the way as well as actually producing this festival yeah well I was 44 at the time that that this was happening I was very dismissive of Facebook and Twitter at the time now our whole life rolls around it to everyone's dismay around me but no it's 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 amazing to start something from scratch 
but I think you can do that at any age. Mm. I think what you've got to do is have an interest in something. Absolutely. There's nothing stopping anyone doing anything, actually. There appears to be a large number of female artists playing on the Folkstock Festival. Is this deliberate? Um, it's not deliberate. It's just that the acts that applied and the ones that I like, the best ones happen to be female. <laughs> Um, I think there's so much variety within the within females like there are within the males because I set up the label in 2013 to help champion female artists initially and then Lauren, my daughter, was the producer. I think female artists have approached us more than male artists and therefore the ones that want to play at my events generally are women because they, they associate me with that, I think. But you told me earlier that there is a man there is a man on your list and his name is Joe Rose. Tell us a bit about him because that's extraordinary. It gives us hope, doesn't it? Well, the thing about Joe Rose is uh, he's actually an accountant from Royston. He turned 60 in March and this is his stage name and this is the first time he's performed in public. I like to try and do that for people to try and give them their first taste of something new, which is what the foundation was set up to do. In 2013, I decided I would put on an event and help coach people to perform at it. That was the original idea. So I had like six months between setting up the foundation and putting on the festival. But in the end, it was 77 acts across four stages and a lot of acts that I hadn't actually helped at all. But it just, you know, like a, a rolling stone, it gathered. A lot of people told me that that was their first festival in 2013 and that they still tell me that now. And so Joe Rose, well, I, I discovered Joe Rose. It's a, a great voice. name, actually. I like the name already. He's got tattoos all over his body and... Um, We've got roses on his arm and it's his mother's maiden name as well. So I, I just thought I'd make it a fun stage name, really, that you can visually see the roses on him. It's very inked, you could say. Yes, he's, he's got a lovely velvety voice. And in fact, another of the acts, Marina Florence from Norwich, she heard him perform at a private event and she asked if we'd like a bit of help with original material that, and she could accompany him as well. And she's a brilliant songwriter. Mm. Anthony Head performed one of her songs on BBC TV a few years back when she won a competition which a number of the Radio 2 presenters judged. So Marina Florence, a, song, a songwriter, and she's funded by Arts Council England, mm. has been. So she's performing with him to start the event on the 8th, uh, Saturday the 8th. So that's going to be quite a fun five or six songs from Joe Rose. Yes, yeah, just a, you know, one extreme to the other. <laughs> do the artists find you or do you find them? Is that something that you spend a lot of time? I mean, obviously, word of mouth and reputation plays a big part in this and you must have achieved that so far. I think initially anyone putting on a festival is bombarded with artists. And so when I started in this process in 2013, no one knew who I was and I didn't know who anyone was, but I, I listened to loads and loads of artists. Since then, it's, it's just been people contacting me on a quite regular basis, asking if I've got anything that they could get involved in, mm. which is nice. And, and challenges, do you find doing this that you get deeper and deeper into it and you where is this going? Or do you think, actually, I'm in charge here. I know exactly where it's all going. Oh, I never know where it's going, really. Um, I'm definitely one to take opportunities. My remit was to help artists who wouldn't be picked up by the large labels because particularly independent singer-songwriters on a folkish vein are not generally seen as that commercially viable. There's not really much money to be made. However, you can get some amazing singer-songwriters that can perform live and they can get a decent amount of money performing live if they get a reputation. Mm. Have you always been very confident? I think it comes from my parents, actually. They're both self-starters who've done a number of careers and it never occurred to me that you can't. It's just the environment that I've been brought up in.
It's a very good point, actually. Your daughter, Lauren Deacon Davis, she is on the book. She's also a producer, so she works with you. How is that relationship? Has that changed over the, the time that you've been working together? It's quite an interesting question. It's lucky because we seem to get on very well. I think when someone's secure in a relationship, there's no need to get defensive. That's the only thing way I've been thinking about it, and I can describe it really, is that if I say, that's not quite right, or that's brilliant, she knows I mean it either way. So we have our strengths. And the thing is, I don't take offence when she rips my poster to shreds. It, it works. Biggest fears, Helen, what has been the biggest fear? What have you learnt that you've realised that you can't do the same again? Or maybe things have not gone wrong, Helen? I don't know about not gone wrong. I, mean, I lost £20,000 on my first festival, but I don't fear anything, actually. It's You're thing- definitely right for women making waves. <laughs> <laughs> well, if things go a certain way, then you would analyse what's happened and it depends how you feel about it. I mean, obviously, I have an interesting history in terms of how other people might view failure. I am now divorced from my fourth marriage. I'd like to talk about that because it's a taboo subject sometimes when they say divorce, married, whatever. Mm. And and I think it's something that it's part of our life, isn't it? That you, you go through one relationship, boyfriend, and then, of course, it's very dramatic when you have to divorce. But I always think it's it's good to talk about these things. You had a good relationship at the time. Things didn't work out and you move on. That is life, is it not? Also, divorce doesn't have to be traumatic. Exactly. Yeah. For you then, fourth marriage... Can we say that it's no longer a fourth marriage now? You're celebrating the freedom again. And I know it's been talked about in various national newspapers, and I don't want to go into detail, but does that have an effect on your life and where you move from and how you... Does that help or hinder sometimes? I don't think it hinders. It might make someone be very brave to want to go out with me, Um, but there seems to be no shortage of brave people. (laughs) for them and I'm probably a bit of an optimist and I would say also a hopeless romantic which which means I, I wouldn't rule out number five you know and Elizabeth Taylor obviously had eight and I'd, I haven't decided if I'd marry twice yet but um, who knows well I like it because in the national newspaper it said that your first husband is godfather yeah. to my daughter to your daughter yeah yeah so we got involved very young well I was very young and started a relationship at a level that perhaps wasn't suitable for a marriage and we were we were good friends but we were able to break up amicably. Would you say that you are a serial entrepreneur? <laughs> I'll say I'm a serial wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I think serial entrepreneur. Yes, I think so, because once you've done something and it's gone a certain way, you may feel you've taken it as far as it can for now. And, it, and the thing is, there's so many things in life to do, as well as the corporate area of training and then getting involved in music and promotion. The, the thing is that life is so fascinating. I'm a bit of um, a portfolio career in a way. I, I dip into one and another in the same week. So I'm yeah. still doing training here and there, still doing consultancy for businesses. It's just about having variety, I think. The future of the festival, what, what do you think is going to happen there? Well, initially, after the first one in 2013, I thought it'd be a good idea to help more people by putting on uh, stages at other people's festivals which is what I did with the Stand and Calling and Wilkstock and Ballstock and that's a version of what I'm doing on the 8th of September is is in Baldock High Street it's at the White Lion with the future if people ask me to put on events um, I'll certainly look at them and I do look at them and putting on acts and suggestions for their events certainly do that still as well on a regular basis but I'm, I'm also going to go more back into my spiritual area setting up with a friend John Frog 
target, I'm setting up something called Down to Earth Retreats, which will be a chance for people who are leading busy lives to have a break. And I will be covering, funnily enough, the relationship and external referencing part of our lives. And he'll be covering meditation and the inner aspects of our lives. Helen Meisner, it's absolutely lovely to have you here for Women Making Waves and for our um, show today. Very honoured to be invited. Thank you so much. That was Susie Thorpe speaking to Helen Meisner. That was great, Susie. Love that interview. It was really enjoyable talking to her. She is a very confident woman. And of course, she's very, very busy at the moment, isn't she? Because uh, the Folkstock Festival that she runs is coming up soon. Yeah, it's coming on the 8th of September at the White Lion in Bulldog. You need to watch out for that. And also, Helen Meisner's going to be a judge, is she not, Linda? You're a little bit attached to this award. (laughs) The NMG Awards, which are uh, Tim Willett's New Music Generator they are great and they're happening this year in the apex at Bury St Edmunds the night before Helen's Folkstock Festival actually on the 7th of September. Helen has been a judge at those awards for the past six years and very proud she is of that. She was mentioning to me that she's really, really flattered and proud to be involved in those awards mm. year after year. Loves it. You're listening to Women Making Waves. Women Making Waves.